I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, we talk about Ripple and the SEC. What happens if the SEC defeats Ripple and declares them a security? And what happens if they don't? That's today on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today is Friday, August 13th, 2021. This is a bonus episode. Formats can be a little different because yesterday, as you guys know, I didn't make an episode. And so I'm making two today. I'm also making this from my auxiliary mic from my car because we have no power, no internet, no no nothing, no cell phone towers even. This is just, seriously, we got knocked back 40 years ago. But it's all fun. I'm enjoying myself and I'm still enjoying the crypto space. Without further ado, let's get into this conversation with executive editor of Decrypt, Jeff John Roberts, and we're talking Ripple and the SEC. Jeff, how you doing? Welcome back to the show. Uh, always a pleasure, Matthew. Good to be here. I'm really happy you're here today because this is one of these uh, cases, one of these issues in the crypto space that um, we've been looking at for a long time on this show. And it is the SEC versus Ripple and a case that I think is going to define the industry moving forward. Uh, You wrote a 27 minute article on it and uh, 27 minutes could be uh, too long, didn't read. So I want to make sure that you come on to tell everybody about this article, because again, this is one of the uh, pinnacle moments in the crypto industry. Uh, But before we get into that, tell me, what is Ripple? For everybody who doesn't know what Ripple is, what is Ripple? Okay, Ripple is a company and it's tied to a currency called XRP. And if you know even a little bit about crypto, you've heard of XRP. It's one of the kind of OG currencies. I'm not saying that is older than Ethereum, but right after Bitcoin got started, a few others kind of got some early traction. I'm talking like Litecoin and XRP is another one of those. Bitcoin came around in 2010 or so, and uh, XRP came in 2012. So the thing about XRP that's different is you don't mine it. So there's all this XRP floating around out there, but there's no miners. Uh, and so what happened when they made it, they simply made 100 billion of them which is a lot of XRP. Um, And for a long time, XRP was always the number three currency. You had your Bitcoin, you had your Ethereum, then you had XRP. XRP is now closer to like, you know, it was always number three, now it's more like number five. It's been as low as number eight, but it's like, it's a major league currency. Um, And it's controversial because people don't like it. They say it's centralized. They say it's like the corporate version of blockchain. The reason they say that the company that made it called Ripple has owns most of it. They have like a reserve of like 60 or 70% of all those XRP. But a lot of people like XRP anyways. There's something called the XRP army. You tweet about it. They will tweet back at you. Some of them are bots. Some of them are Russians. Some of them just love XRP. But it's a, it's a major league currency. And it's also important because the SEC is going after it. They're suing the founders of Ripple. They're suing the company. And, um, you know, they could even demand that a lot of these XRP be destroyed. Um, and this is going to be a bellwether for what happens to other companies in the crypto space. 
to me a little bit about the founders. Um, Jeb McCaleb, he is the creator of Ripple, but we also have Larson and, and Garling House. Uh, they are interesting characters in their own right. So can you tell me just a little bit about them? Yeah, um, Jed McCaleb, you know, if you follow crypto, you probably heard of him. He's, you know, really a kind of old school crypto figure. Um, he uh, more recently, he started Stellar, but he also started at Mt. Gox, which was, you know, once upon a time, been in crypto for a while, like me, was the biggest crypto coin or the biggest block Bitcoin exchange until it got hacked in 2014. But it was like so Jed McCaleb is really an influential figure. He created Ripple along with a couple other guys. Uh, Chris Larson is sort of the founder entrepreneur. He's the business guy. And Brad Garlinghouse, they brought in later as the CEO. Um, Garlinghouse and Larson are being sued in this lawsuit saying that they were talking up Ripple, saying they're long on it. I'm sorry, talking about XRP. People always confuse it too. If you ask Ripple, they're like, oh my God, no, they're different. They're different. You know, And then people will be like, wait a minute, you created it. Ripple is XRP. Um, and so, you know, but they'll let you make up your own mind of that. So that's the situation there. Um, and Ripple and Garlinghouse are being sued personally by the SEC, who say they were talking up XRP, saying they were long on it, while they sold it. Larson's made $450 million off it. Garlinghouse has made $150 million as the CEO, selling XRP while talking it up. So that's controversial. They're like, hey, wait a minute, every big company, the CEO sells some shares. What's the big deal? So that's one of the controversies. And... Uh, Meanwhile, the company is being sued too. And I, I think Michaela, if I'm not incorrect with this, he sells his XRP as, as he gets some. He gets some every, um, I think, what is it, every quarter to be unlocked, and then he uh, sells that as well. Yeah, exactly. And you know, so does Ripple too. Um, what Ripple did is they put them. It's called putting it in escrow. So they kind of locked it up. They only sell so much for it once because people are freaking out that like, what if they dumped all of their supply? You know, it absolutely crashed the price entirely. Ripple for a long time was just under a penny, and then in the first big boom, it went up to three bucks. Now it's sort of been bouncing around between like twenty-five and seventy-five cents, but it's worth a lot of money. Um, but this is an issue. This company has got this massive stash of it. What if they dump it? But they've pledged to people, no, we're not going to do that. I've messed up for everyone. Uh, you know, but still, there's a, a question hangs over the whole thing. It's like, what is XRP worth? Why does anyone need XRP? Um, and I'm not sure about the answer on that. I mean, they've got a really good ledger. They've got good technology. And they've been trying to, like, feed it into the banking system make it a way to use XRP to transfer, uh, you know, if you want to move money around. And Ripple's built this whole thing saying, like, you want to send money to the Philippines instead of, like, you know, banks buying Philippine pesos, you buy XRP, work with a local moneymaker there. It's all really complicated. And that's, you know, when something's that complicated, I sort of wonder, like, hey, is this really going to work? Um, and so what skeptics say is they're just kind of, you know, they're talking a big game, trying to pretend XRP is going to worth something so they can keep selling it. You know, Ripple, of course, is like, no, 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 we're the future money, blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't really take a stand on this, but I do know they're in big trouble with the SEC. You know, when you bring up the SEC, I mean, that's a great segue because when first, before we talk about what the SEC is doing, we have to talk about the, the how we test and how the SEC assess what a securities is. And uh, there's four criteria for the how we test, if I'm correct. It's if it's an investment of money, if it's a common enterprise, uh, there's an ex expectation of profit and it's to be derived, that profit is derived from the efforts of people, for example, the CEO, Garlinghouse, uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, is, is that correct? 
That's a great summary. Yeah, Supreme Court test from 1946. And, you know, it's just some background context. The SEC did nothing until about 2017. You know, people were having ICOs. It was like the Wild West out there. And then the SEC finally cracked down. And now they've gone out. They went after like Kick and Telegram projects you've probably heard of, made them give back their, you know, their uh, ICO money. They've gone after a lot of uh, smaller companies. Now this is the big fish and it is going to turn on that test you cite. And it's going to come down to that last factor, the efforts of others. So do you believe XRP is its own claim is, is sufficiently decentralized? There's no doubt there are a lot of people on it, but Ripple still controls more than half of it. And they seem to kind of be doing a lot to kind of push around, uh, not push around, but like just sort of like, you know, do stuff in the ecosystem to try and make it succeed. Um, you know, but then there's a question of like, you know, well, does Ripple really deserve to be nailed to the wall on this? They started in 2012, remember, you know, and the SEC only sued them last December, you know, so it's not really fair, a lot of people say, to sue them eight years later. I mean, and also remember the SEC says Ethereum is not a security because it's sufficiently decentralized. And uh, Ethereum and Ether are newer currencies than, you know, Ripple and XRP. So I think there's a case to be made saying like, why is the agency like trying to take down Ripple eight years later? That's what I think its defenders would say. And some people say there's a point to that. And that's a very good point. I mean, I think that's one key issue that we're seeing in the crypto space right now, especially when we see the infrastructure bill, different, uh, you know, um, policies coming out of St. Jersey, Texas, when we talk about BlockFi and seeing if their securities, it's like these companies are established, they're doing their business, they're going on their merry way. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, hey, hey wait a minute. Oh, oh, what, what kind of company are you? But you've been operating for years already. You have a client base and, uh, and a product out there in the, in the world that it, people are actually using. Um, that goes into uh, the, the XRP case with the SEC. What the SEC is, and I'm assuming here, because we already talked, spoke about the Howie test, we're talking about them selling uh, XRP like stocks. And I think that's pretty controversial. If, if, if uh, the CEO says, hey, I'm just selling them like any other company, well, then maybe you are a company, maybe that's a security. Um, what does this mean for Ripple if the SEC wins this case? Uh, they are screwed. Um... <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. You know, I mean, they're, um, yeah, it's it would be bad, um, you know, because in terms of like if they win, uh, not only will, you know, they sort of face fines, have to give back money. There's some talk that Ripple could have to destroy the XRP. You know, it's 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 a very unusual case. And the CEO Garland House, the founder Larson, I mean, these aren't like fly by night ICO scammer people like we saw. I mean, Garland House is a well-known Silicon Valley executive. Larson is a San Francisco billionaire. But, you know, they might be playing too fast and loose and a lot of people saying they're going to lose. If that happens, you know, it's going to bring down Ripple, it's going to tank XRP. And these guys could face, you know, some pretty uh, nasty penalties personally. Well, I like that you said they're not fly-by-night ICO scammers because, look, they've been fighting this tooth and nail uh, ever since the beginning. They have always, you know, stuck to their guns. They're out there. They're talking. They're not, you know, hiding away in some island as far as we know. Uh, they are, you know, pretty transparent about, hey, don't we're, we created Ripple. We created uh, this company or this you know, product, this whatever you're going to classify it as. Um, and and we're, we think that this is a new wave of banking, of finance, of, uh, you know, commerce, of, of transactions. And, you know, I think that's a really good point because it, you, you brought up the Howey test and the Howey test was, you said, 1946, correct? Does the, can the Howey test even be applied to a, a company that's been being made in the internet era, in the decentralized era, into the gig economy area? Does, does it even hold, hold water anymore? Yeah, some people are saying like it does, it still works for a lot of ways. I mean, the point is so that people don't get together and sell stocks and just kind of rip off ordinary people. 
Um, you know, because, you know, selling like garbage stocks, pump and dump scams, always been a hustle. You need to protect people. But something about crypto is special, especially how it gets decentralized. A lot of people use it. And there even are some professors, I don't know if I put them in the story, but who say we need a ripple test. We need something kind of newer. And the test they used for Ethereum, they sort of said, oh, how is the test? But then they said, oh, it's now sufficiently decentralized. And lawyers are saying that a lot of people in the legal community were like, what the hell was that? Um, although it kind of works, you know, that's not the test sufficiently decentralized, but that's what they did for Ethereum. And there's some controversy too, because the SEC official who let Ethereum skate, he actually, it turns out, he was still on retainer from his old law firm and his old law firm was re representing the Ethereum Enterprise Alliance. So a lot of people are like, hey, this is a conflict of interest and things like that. So it's, it's really messy. I think most people in and outside of the crypto community would say Ethereum's not a security. You would just like wreck the crypto industry if you did that. So, you know, no argument there. But now it's like, well, if you're going to say that, why are you going to go nail Ripple to the wall? It's, as you pointed out, like you can't really build an industry if like this agency is going to come along and like, you know, take out projects and companies that have been operating for eight or nine years. And I want to just touch on what you just said there a little bit more um, about, you know, tanking the industry. Look, we know that the SEC, if they rule um, for that Ripple is a security, it's going to hurt Ripple and XRP and just basically tank, tank XRP. But what does that do to the rest of the crypto space? Do we see other uh, crypto companies that are out there right now looking at this case going like, well, if, if it goes south for a Ripple, uh, we're, it's going south for us too. Um, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's, you know, I'm going to put this big sort of, because what they're going to do if they win Ripple is they're going to go after still other companies. Any companies off, off the top of your head you, you can think of that might fall in the same kind of class as Ripple? I don't know. Something like Cardano, you know, that was sort of like, you know, because remember too, Ethereum, for as they say, it's decentralized. Once upon a time, as a group of guys who, you know, made this currency, had a bunch themselves and sold it. Now it's decentralized enough. But, you know, it's just sort of this, I think there needs to be, sort of a new way of doing this. I just think it's not healthy for the industry to have this kind of like specter of death looming over it. I don't know where I got that, but you know what I mean? It's just, it's, uh, you know, the uncertainty is too much. And yeah, they're, what they've done is the SEC strategy was first they went after some really small companies, then they went after uh, Telegram and Kick and got court decisions. And that's where you get the kind of like the precedent to go after a bigger fish. The bigger fish here is Ripple. And if they take down Ripple, then, you know, they're, you know, they're on their way, but you know, Ripple's fighting the, fighting it like hell. Normally companies just settle. It's fighting the federal government. It's expensive, it's hard to win. The government only brings a case if they're sure they're gonna win it. So, but Ripple's doing something unusual. They're fighting it tooth and nail. They've hired like, you know, dozens of really expensive lawyers. They're fighting it in the press. They're fighting it in court. Just because they're fighting doesn't mean they're right, but it is interesting. I mean, you know, the SEC, it's kind of a fair match in this case. You know, you just said, and I just want to end with this because I think this is the most important thing. They're fighting it. And you said that the government doesn't bring a case unless they're sure they're going to win. But there is a little bit of uncertainty in this case because of the uh, extreme circumstances around this. And it's a new industry. It's a new era. They're applying tests from 1946, as we say, said. Uh, if the SEC loses, what does that say about our industry? What does that say about uh, the SEC's standings on, you know, these kind of lawsuits in the future. What does it say about the SEC in general? 
I mean, you know, the SEC's got a hard job. You know, keep in mind, you got to regulate some of the like richest, most sophisticated companies. You know, they have to regulate like high-frequency traders and a bunch of billionaires, and they're sort of like a bunch of like Washington D.C. lawyers. You know, who are pretty outgunned, but they hold their own most of the time. But in the case of crypto, you know, I mean, they're really on a limb here. And you know, if they win, okay, you know, good for them, I guess. But if they lose, a lot of lawyers have told me they're going to be really embarrassed. And they're sort of like their stature is really going to diminish. They're basically going to have made a fool of themselves publicly. They're going to have to back off a lot of crypto enforcement. You know, final thing could happen. I mean, we've heard all the stuff out of Washington lately. There's a lot of talk. We need new laws for the crypto industry that accounts for, you know, things like the blockchains and decentralization, just using this sort of like old school approach. You know, it's the, the industry has kind of outgrown that. That's what a lot of people would say. You know, I don't have the final answer, but, you know, in answer to your question, if the SEC loses, very bad for the agency, they'll kind of fool themselves. They win very bad for Ripple and for and for other companies <laughs> in the industry. So, so is there um, anything positive? Whole... What's the positive upside of, 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 of this? <laughs> well, we might get some clarity because, you know, we need new laws. Washington can't do it. We saw the mess that happened in Congress. You know, maybe a judge will say, hey, here's what we need to do. And that'll be the answer. So, you know, the the the, the positive positive part might be some certainty. Negative side is it might just like wreck everything. So we'll see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeff John Roberts, executive editor of Decrypt. Thanks for coming on this show and breaking this down for us. Always a pleasure. Thanks so much, Matthew. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. Again, I apologize that this audio quality isn't what I usually have. Again, no electricity, no power, no cell phone signals, no internet, and thus not the normal equipment. Please don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. And don't forget to listen to today's episode, Week in Review, with writer from Decrypt, Scott Cipollina. It's popping up in your feed probably right about now. And until the weekend updates, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>